0: Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life.
1: Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by our Senior Extension Associate for Healthy Homes, Sarah Hanks. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. So today's topic, Sarah, I think is a important one for our listeners. It's all about emergency preparedness. And I know just as a mom at, at home with the kids that there's so much that we can do in our homes to be ready just in case something may happen. And I And I think that this is one thing that, especially me, I kind of put into the back of my mind because... You don't ever expect anything to happen. And so when you've got that big, long to-do list, it's really easy to not be as prepared as as we should be. So I'm thrilled that you're joining us today to share some tips about how to be more prepared in case of an emergency.
2: Absolutely. Um, And you're right. It's something that we're all thinking about in the back of our head. But then when an emergency actually happens... Sometimes we're a little bit stressed out, frazzled, and we aren't implementing any type of plan that we had. We need to write these things down. So um, one of the major parts of being prepared for an emergency is to actually have a written plan. What do you do to have a written plan? Well, first, you need to talk to the household members in your family about what do we need to plan for exactly. So an example would be, so how are we going to receive emergency alerts and warnings where are we going to take shelter in case of severe weather? What is an evacuation route out of our community, and where would we go to? And then a communication plan. Whenever we have an emergency, a lot of times a natural disaster, communication lines get shut down, cell phone lines don't work. So what is our backup?
1: And just as I'm listening to you talk and thinking about the idea of, of having a plan, our our listeners know that I often I often talk about my kiddos a lot, but there was one afternoon that I came home from work. I was actually headed out to go to a meeting, and I just stopped by the house to kind of pick up my overnight bag and that type of thing. Just so happened, our um, daycare had been closed that day, so my, home, my husband was home with my daughter. When I walked in the house, I said, I smell smoke. He's like, I don't think you smell smoke, and I said it two or three times times. He's like, oh, there's no smoke. And so I just got my bag and left. About an hour later, he called to tell me that our hot water heater was on fire. And so they had to call oh the goodness. fire department. And, you know, everything that we should do, they were outside the house, all, all those things, except the thought that we had never had was that it all happened at the same time as our son was getting off the school bus. So when he came home, the road was blocked, the bus dropped him off, and he didn't know where to go mm-hmm. or what to do. And, and obviously, I wasn't there, and my husband was a little frazzled, understandably, and also had had a small child with him as well. So just, it kind of showed us the importance then of, right. well, having this written plan or having these communications with our kids ahead of time so that they do know, well, where's that safe place or what's that evacuation route look like?
2: Exactly. Exactly one of the things that you should prepare for is having that, like you said, that safe place to go to. If you can't go home or if you have to leave your home, is there a neighbor down the road that you trust that you can go take shelter at their house um, in case of a fire? Is, and maybe it's bad weather in your area, your particular community, and you're asked to evacuate. Maybe there's a relative in a town over that you that would be your person to go to. and And knowing exactly where those spots are how to get there, how to get in contact with that person are very important things to have planned out ahead of time. Documenting those things, such as an address on where to go to. You know it may be somebody's house, but do you remember how to get there? The telephone number so that you can at least call that person. Say, I'm safe. I I cannot reach my relative. Can you please let them know that I am okay and that I will meet them at X spot?
1: as you're talking about this plan and the questions that you need to think about and communicate and write down, I'm certain that every household has different needs. Absolutely. And that, you know, as the different demographics of our household in terms of age, if we have little ones, or maybe we might have elderly or or grandparents living with us, what are some of the considerations that households may have or what are some specific needs that households may have?
2: So um, you mentioned, you know, Families with small children. Small children may not know even how to use that phone and, and to call for help. So is who is the person who is assigned to take care of that small child? Or maybe you have someone who has limited mobility in your house. That person needs assistance. We need to assign a person for that specific need to make sure that person gets out of the house, gets to where they need to be going. So having that plan on who will be helping with what particular task, a special need that we have is very important to have laid out ahead of time.
1: So in addition to uh, the emergency plan, so actually kind of that, that written out idea that you communicate with your family members about what they do in case of an emergency, I know as maybe we've had large natural disasters within the state or elsewhere from people that are going to be displaced from their home for a long period of time or if, you know, flooding or fire or that type thing, are there certain types of documents that folks should get together that they could easily access or grab?
2: Absolutely. So when building an emergency kit, um, the first things you think of is maybe a first aid kit. But something else that would be very important to have ready to go would be maybe a binder of all of the important documents that you have. For example, you need to have the lease or the deed on your house so that if there is a natural disaster, you can prove to some of the government agencies out there who offer assistance that this is your home and that you are eligible for these certain types of aid. Um, You need to potentially have your birth certificate, social security information, your insurance cards, and then bank account numbers. These things might all be spread around your house or you may have them neatly filed away, but you would need a go-to binder to take with you of medical information, some of your insurance information, and then personal documentation.
1: How do you feel about, uh, and I understand the need to have that in a binder and have paper copies, but how do you feel about maybe also scanning those and having digital copies of that type of information? I think
2: that's an absolutely a great idea. That way you have you know double copy you have a paper copy you have a digital copy and then some of these things you could even maybe have in a dropbox folder that you could access from other places if you weren't able to grab anything when you ran out the door you can access the internet somewhere else later with copies of this information
1: that's what i was thinking that i understand that the originals are important to have but in true emergency if you didn't have the opportunity to right. grab that binder if of having some, right, some some documentation it. of it would, would still be better than having no documentation. Absolutely. So you started talking about this emergency kit and building an emergency kit. And I'm certain that there's so much more in that than, than just this binder of documents. What types of items should folks think about in building an
2: emergency kit? So an emergency kit, like I said, is more than just a first aid kit or a binder of information. It is, in case of an emergency, you have this set aside portion of food that does not need to be refrigerated or necessarily cooked. Water, you're going to need, so you'll need food, water. You're going to need Communication. So it's good to have like backup battery pack for to charge your cell phone. Do you have prescription medications that are important to uh, your health? So make sure that you have up to date backup prescription medications in this emergency kit. For instance, an inhaler for someone who is asthmatic. That's a stressful situation most of the time. Emergencies, and that would be something that they would need uh, whenever you're walking out the door. Make sure that you have that up to date prescription available in there battery-operated flashlight, a NOAA weather radio so that you can listen to what's going on in the community and how you need to prepare next, backup batteries. And then in your home, whenever you're potentially out of power, you need to make sure that you have fire and CO2 detectors that are battery-operated. So you've got to think, what are the things that I need to take with me in case of an emergency? And what are the things that I need to stay at home during an emergency?
1: And as I listen to you talk that building an emergency kit is not just a one time thing. I can't do it today and forget it and expect it to still be meet my needs maybe right. 5 years from now but in terms of having to keep the prescriptions up to date or making certain that the batteries are still good mm-hmm. or that the you the know food int- the food good. is still safe to eat.
2: You may have had a child since you built your last emergency kit. Do you have formula. Do you have baby foods? Do you have diapers set aside for an emergency? We have life things that change in our life as we go on, so we need to make sure that maybe on a yearly basis that we're looking through our kit, making sure things haven't expired and that all of our needs are being met.
1: So... Emergencies definitely happen
2: in our home, but they can also
1: happen at other places. And probably, I think folks spend a tremendous amount of time in their car as as well. Can you share with us a, a few tips about preparing for an emergency in your
2: car? Absolutely. So, you can't always prepare ahead of time for emergency knowing that one's coming down the line, but it's always a good idea to keep a full tank of gas. You may be stranded in traffic, or you may have to flee a wildfire in a hurry, and having a full tank of gas will keep you from being stranded in an emergency situation. You should always pack an emergency kit in your car as well, and that could be, it doesn't have to be as big and uh, have as many things in it as the one in your home, but you should always have some food and water in your vehicle that, you don't have to refrigerate. That would be fine. Shelf stable. My kids always think I should have food and water no matter what. Everywhere. <laughs> you would need potentially portable phone chargers, extra batteries for your telephone. In the wintertime, especially blankets. If you're stranded on the side of the road, it may be several hours before you can get some help. Make sure that you can stay warm. Jumper cables. You need some maybe some flares, a, a tire pump, a bag of sand, things that can help you deal with your the car situation if you get stuck flashlights are always good in any emergency kit, uh, small first aid kit, and you never know when you're going to be stranded and need toilet paper and plastic bags. Oh, now that's a good tip too. Definitely, definitely. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us
1: today that I think everything that you shared with us is just great reminders for folks that you never know when the unexpected may happen and just how much peace of mind being prepared actually could buy you in the case of emergency.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT.